Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com Thanks for joining us here at NapaBroadcasting.com. The late and always irascible William F. Buckley Jr. once said that he would rather entrust the government of the United States to the first 400 people listed in the Boston telephone directory than to most of the members of the Senate and the House. It feels like that could be the case right here in Napa. In our upcoming city council election, a 12-year council incumbent and one-time council member are being challenged by several newcomers without a whole lot of traditional experience, without the usual stints on the planning commission or in any elective office for that matter. Is this a bad thing given the complexity of local and regional issues we have today? Or was Bill Buckley right that it doesn't matter? We're going to let you judge that as we spend some time with all of the candidates for Napa City Council. I hope what we get from them is beyond the canned bios and practice bromides, but that you'll really get a sense of the heart and soul of who they are and what they might actually do if entrusted by voters with affecting public policy here in our city. We're joined right now by Ricky Hurtado. He was born and raised here in Napa. He went to school here. He was the first Latino ASB president at Napa High. He has degrees in state and local government from Sac State and served on several boards and commissions. He's been working as a community manager at Cope Family Services and has extensive political campaign experience outside of Napa. And it is my pleasure to welcome Ricky Hurtado here to Napa Broadcasting. Ricky, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time for giving me the opportunity to be here today. Well, it's great to have you here. Uh, You're running for office for the first time. You have a limited amount of experience. You've got some political experience, not a lot of uh, governing experience. I mean, I guess one of the questions that, that I hear repeatedly with respect to your race is whether you're running in this race to win, to really get elected to the city council, or really to establish some name recognition for a future political career here. Yeah, you know, and and, and yes, that has been brought up. Uh, but, you know, it is my local community that I care about. Uh, it is to win. Um, I've done, I, and I've been entrenched in uh, working for our community, whether it be in immigration, uh, advocacy, um, working in the nonprofit field, serving on several different boards. And that is not for name recognition. That is to make sure that we support our community. That's why I decided to come back to Napa to make sure that we give back to our, our residents. Um, I got the opportunity through various people, through various mentors, various programs, and I think it's time to give back. That's why I've been involved in the nonprofit field these last, last six years, and that's why I, this time around I've decided to stand up, take a voice, and take a lead and make sure that our residents are heard. Talk a little bit about the decision to come back to Napa. Obviously, you grew up here, but you went off to college, even Mm -hmm. uh, to Sacramento. And as you well know, a lot of uh, kids that that go off somewhere don't necessarily come back. They they move to San Francisco or they move to Sacramento. They don't necessarily come back home to Napa. Yeah. And it's, again, it's ever since I was a kid, I, I wanted to do something for people. Uh, when I was a child, I wanted to be a doctor. I still have a letter that my mom found. Uh, it's my kindergarten letter. It says, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a doctor. Specifically, I said, it says, because I want to help those that are sick. I want to help out people. <clears throat> now, 
science was not my thing when I, I got into high school. Uh, and so it was really when I started taking leadership positions, whether uh, at Napa High School or whether it was at my local church or other uh, organizations, uh, that's what inspired me. That's what motivated me. Uh, interning for Congressman Mike Thompson uh, junior year, uh, that really led for me to get the opportunity to hear what the issues are from, I mean, throughout our region, throughout Napa County. Uh, and I thought really that it was local government that I wanted to do. But going going back to your question, <clears throat> again, you know, and I brought it up earlier, it's, there's been key people, there's been key mentors throughout my life that have uh, inspired me, that have motivated me to 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 do something bigger, uh, to give more than just for oneself. Uh, and that's what motivated me. Going off to Sacramento, <clears throat> and I chose Sacramento uh, to, to, to go to school there because not only is the city diverse, but this the the school itself, CSU Sacramento, was one of the most is one of the most diverse universities in the state Cal, uh, state of California. So being and growing up in Hapa, uh, we 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 don't see too much multiculturalism, which really I think gave me the opportunity to. Uh, to open my, 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 my views, my ideas, my mind to other uh, community members that are in the state of California. Uh, and it, it was really there where I got the opportunity to work, start working on a few campaigns. I was a part of the student government as well, which led a $7 million budget. Um, but coming back to town, that was a tough choice. Let me tell you, Jeff, just because the pricing and the housing costs were, I mean, and are uh, really expensive. Um, we have I mean, people like myself who are having these tough decisions to make. Uh, I lived with my family until about a, a year and a half ago. And, and once I got married, then that's when I, I, I left home. Uh, but that's because I couldn't afford to live by myself here in our community. Uh, when my when my wife, who's a local veterinarian, went to our schools as well, uh, she 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 finished her degree. She came back, and even then, we didn't know uh, if we we're going to be able to make it. She's a local veterinarian here in town. Uh, I've been working in nonprofit field the last several years, and yes, I mean, with both of our incomes combined, we're able to do it. But are we just going to be able to do it and not save as much money or look at other cities like Sacramento that uh, have the housing um, and also the, the, the opportunities to, to find different and just the job sector there. I mean, here in Napa, we, we have the wine industry. We have the lodging industry. And I, and I call this the brain drain, uh, where members of our community who, who were raised here, who have gone through our schools, go off to universities, maybe they want to come back to our community. Now, a lot of them do, but we only have those two job sectors. One, two, housing is is out of our league, really. And that's why they're finding other areas, other cities that they could afford, that they could find those trades in. Um, so that's what brought me back to Napa. And some of them are going to cities that are more expensive. Than yeah, Napa. I mean, a true. lot in San Francisco, <laughs> for you know, just as an example. Mm -hmm. You you talked a little bit about the multiculturalism at, at Sac State. Talk a little bit about how you think that that sense of multiculturalism, what you took away from that experience, your views of that, how do you think that will help you serve 
on the city council if you were able to get elected? Yeah, well, it's. Uh, it, I think it's an important issue. One thing's to say, and I'm, first of all, American. I'm born and raised here. But secondly, I, I'm Latino. My family comes from, from Mexico. Um, we were able to come here through through their Bracero program when there's a labor shortage, uh, not only in World War II, but during the Vietnam War. That's how my grandfather started coming to Napa Valley. And he knows more states than I do in the United States because he did harvesting in Montana, in Arizona, uh, here in California. Um, but it's, it's, it's those opportunities when, when you go off or even study abroad that give you and open your ideals from your little bubble, from your little community. Um, and I think, you know, having those experiences, being being exposed to not just the cultural foods, the, the culture itself, uh, different cultures, um, but bringing back, bringing that to a table to city of Napa. I mean, we have 40% of our population are Latino and I'm not running just for Latino issues at all. No, I'm running because I believe that the Latino community deserves to be at the table of these decisions. They have not been. Uh, we need to make sure that we continue engaging all of our community. Why do you think they haven't been? Why do I think I, they haven't been? There's, there's, there's multiple things. One, I think where the Latino community comes from, I, I said I'm talking about Latino issues here, just with related to uh, the city of Napa um, due to the complexity of, of that nature. If we were talking about American Canada, I'd be addressing a little bit different. But for the city of Napa itself, uh, we have people who, I mean, the United States was, was built on immigrants. Uh, and I think that um, in itself, there's, there's different governments, there's different communities that people come to the United States, to the city of Napa. Uh, there hasn't been, in Mexico, there's always the talk about corruption. There's the talk about uh, not being entrusting of the government or a government entity such as law enforcement and all that. So I think that is part of it. Uh, also, in addition to that, I think it is the responsibility also of our local government, of our government, to reflect our diverse community. Uh, so far, we haven't done so. Uh, we could talk about the Nixo alerts. Uh, the Nixo alerts have been a big issue uh, for those that opt in that want Spanish translation. Uh, you get some messages that, I mean, they just don't make sense. They alert the, the community. But they also make they they also create fear in our community. I mean, there's one that said essentially there's a stabbing, where in English right. that was not the translation. Again, so looking and I was talking Jeff uh, to to the HR director of of the city of Napa. Um, so far, they're trying to make sure that also their 400 plus employees reflect uh, city of Napa. So they're trying to find different ways to to engage the community. I think that's crucial. I think that's important. Steve Potter did a wonderful job, I think, with as the police chief uh, in engaging with the community. Some someone like him who was born and raised here, he understands those issues. I think uh, Chief Plummer, who I, who I've met with as well now, the new. Uh, police chief. Um, these are some of the things he, he wants to accomplish as well as for officers to get out of their cars, uh, to talk with people, not just during times of need. I think that's what we need to continue establishing here in our community to continue building that trust. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it's important that there be a Latino representative on the council? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, with, with, without a doubt. And not just vote for me, I'm a Latino, right. but vote for me because we deserve a voice at the table. And 
not only that, but when you bring someone, uh, I think like myself, uh, that has lived in poverty, that has uh, lived in affordable housing in our community. I understand, I mean, has lived with one of my uncles um, uh, when when we first started off here in Napa. These are some of the issues that are still pressing our community today. Uh, and I think it's just it's just crucial to make sure that we, we, we have a diverse uh, city council from all backgrounds, uh, from all different um, uh, job skills as well. I think that's crucial. Working in the nonprofit field, I've just been exposed to some of uh, our low-income families as well that are still figuring out what to do. Uh, I was talking to to uh, school administrators from the Napa Valley Unified School District, and they said, Ricky, this year, this school year, we're going to be $3 million short. Next school year, we're going to be $6 million short. This is due to the fact that students are leaving, aka families are leaving. Right. Uh, and so that creates a problem also for our students for our residents for our uh, uh school district as a whole as well but to get to your to your question yes i i think we we need uh representation at the city council level and there's not that right now you're running against among other candidates a 12-year incumbent mm-hmm. and somebody else who had served on the council and Correct. is trying to get back on given the experience that they bring to it what do you bring why do you think you're a better fit for the council than than they are how I said, I think through my experiences of uh, living in poverty, uh, of seeing the daily challenges and working with those uh, really constituents, uh, but those people, uh, I, I I bring to the table the the touch that I don't think is there. Some people sense that there's a disconnect between city government or government in general and the local residents that are happening. That's what I continue to hear when I go door to door. What I one of my biggest approaches that I'm doing with my campaign is listening. Yes, I'm bringing forth my my plans, my action steps, what I want to do. But most importantly, before I start anything uh, with with the conversation, I ask them, "What do you want to see for a city? Where do you think we can improve on?" Uh, It's those type of issues. People don't feel heard, and we have 20, 30 minute conversations. Ricky, thank you so much for listening to me. So I think it's that human element, it's that human touch that is currently lacking right now. And when you talk to the people and they want to be heard, what is it that they want to be heard about? What are the issues that are motivating them? Some of some of the biggest issues. I mean, and the city of Napa conducted a survey uh, in on March 9th. They released the survey results at the city council workshop. It's a whole day event, uh, and so the three biggest issues for that. The survey results got were housing that for housing affordability, uh, which before was traffic and roads, um, and locals versus tourists and traffic and roads. So we could see where traffic and roads has has shifted. It's housing. I mean, across uh, the age spectrum, across uh, political spectrums, people want uh, not just housing, but they want to make sure that. The next generations want to or have the opportunity to also live in this community. That's something that I want. I still don't have children yet, but growing up here, I, w- I was fortunate enough because, again, it's such a special place, Jeff. And I want to make sure that my children, my children's children, also have the opportunity to live here. So when I'm talking door to door with the survey results, I mean, it's really reflected 
uh, in, in our members in our in our community. How is that across age, across political differences? People want housing. And what do they want the city or members of the city council to do to make that housing happen? What do they envision? Yeah, it's it's. You know, some of them, and they, they say, they're, Ricky, you're in, a, you're in a tough spot. Or whoever gets this next uh, seat, you're in a tough spot. We, we keep on talking about housing. I think housing has been talked about uh, so many campaigns. Um, yes, there's been some work uh, with, with the city council and with the staff to make sure that we have more housing affordability and all that. But what members want to see is more. Uh, when I talk about housing, I, I talk about an opportunity to have uh, mixed housing for, for all members, especially our working class in our community. I think we have good Section 8 programs. We have good low-income programs. But also, I mean, if it wasn't for me running for city council, I would have never found out about these low-income programs. I think we need to do more about uh letting people know about some of these uh, opportunities that they they, they, they have. Uh, two, I think Measure F will be coming to, to our city this November. Measure I for the county. Right. Uh, each municipality will be taking this up. But even within the city, that's, you know, two million, two that's and a half million, million dollars. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of money Not towards housing. Not a lot housing. of money. So I think that's a, a good first step. Uh, I think utilizing some of those fu- some of those funds uh, to make sure that we support uh, our local community through a loan program, uh, especially something to support, I think, that low to mid-income class uh, to make sure that we have a strong workforce here, a strong middle class here. A middle class is what drives the economy, not only across our nation, our state, but our local cities as well. And people are being... In other words, forced out of our community because they can't afford to live here. So we need to make sure that we protect our working class here in our community. When they talk about tourism, what, oh, yeah. what do they say to you? What do you think about it? And is there the realization how important it is to the economy overall and that you take that away or you hinder that in any way? The consequences trickle down. Yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. I think one of my biggest priority. Uh, when I came into this campaign, Jeff, it was one of my, my number one goals was to engage people who have never engaged with politics, with local politics, with any type of politics, whether through contribution, whether through whatever it may be. Uh, I wanted to make sure, and I think we're doing that uh, through walking and talking and most importantly, listening. Um, but the overall, I think, sentiment is that people feel in our community, in our Napa, that they're not being paid attention to. Uh, that's, I think, due to all the development that we've been seeing these last few years. However, I also let our people know that, and this is an educational piece as well, let them know the importance of the TOT fund. I mean, it's, it's gone from uh, third most uh, revenue generating for our city to, to number two. First is property tax, TOT tax, and then sales tax. So, you know, I think it's important for them to know where that money goes. Uh, and it, it's important that we have something established uh, like an opportunity like Measure F uh, to to take advantage uh, of those opportunities. So uh, I think that's the overall sentiment. People, I mean, there's been some people that say, Ricky, the downtown has changed way too much for me. I haven't gone there in five, 10 years um, because I can't afford it. 
to shop there. So I think it's important that when we look at this next uh, general plan for the next 20 years shaping the course of our city of Napa, we need to be looking at, yes, also our downtown. And uh, the downtown had it, has a plan that was uh, passed mm-hmm. in 2015 um, with regards to zoning and development. Um, but we need to make sure that we continue to support our local businesses that are in the downtown area. I've been talking to a few of them. They say, my rents continue to go up. You know, I'm getting close. I mean, we, we could talk about Frati Gelato, who was, I think, a great uh, small business, was very community-oriented as well. But they couldn't afford it, the rent any longer. And so now that shop is, is empty. At this space, and we can talk about the riverfront, right? So when when I'm talking about the general plan, I think we have the opportunity uh, to include um, a certain percentage for small businesses um, for the growth of our city. It, it's that it's that balance, Jeff, that we we need, and I think that our community is not seeing uh, with regards to all of our growth. Uh, when we bring in big retailers to our community. That displaces some local businesses as well. So we just need to be careful. And maybe But even the big retailers are being displaced yeah. these days. Yeah, and sometimes we do need I mean and we we could talk about the internet. I mean the internet itself. Uh I mean it we I'm millennials. I'm a millennial and you know, we love to shop online. I, I think that's the continuing trends. I mean, we see uh, malls across the nation, stores across the nation that are being closed down. However, there's an opportunity for uh, for cities, for local governments, for municipalities to reuse those uh, uh, buildings for might be housing, might be uh, a youth activity center. I think there's an opportunity there. We could talk about the health, old health and human services department. I think, and, and there's a lot of talk. I've, I've gone to a lot of those forums for the last mm-hmm. two, three years. Uh, and I know the, the preservationists want to want to keep the buildings. I think we could we could reach to a conclusion and and reuse some of those buildings as well for our community. Uh, again, for youth purposes, uh, for childcare purposes. Um, but at the same time, let's do some housing. I think it's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity for the city to be working with the county with that development. I think there's a general consensus that that piece of land in large measure, if not all of it, at least a good part of it, will will go towards housing. Correct. Correct. Right. You were talking about rents before. You were talking specifically about retail rents, but the same applies to residential rents relative yes. to the broader issue of housing. What are your thoughts about Proposition 10 and how that might affect Napa? Yeah, Proposition 10 is a big one. Uh, Proposition 10 uh, for the state of California uh, will essentially uh, limit limit uh, uh, rent control, or at least let municipalities take care of whether they want to do something with rent control or not. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough call to do. Um, I, I think, I, think I, I see that our community needs it. Um, I see that we, we, I mean, we, we have people leaving our communities. Um, that's what worries me. We're losing the sense of our community. So I think Prop 10 in its entirety is, is good. However, what worries me is for those that own property, uh, what will it do for their property, for their uh, uh, value? So it's, it's, it's a risky proposition. Um, 
you know that there there's pros there there there's cons to it. Um, well, part of the argument also is that it discourages apartment developers, for example, correct. from from building mm-hmm. more projects. Correct, correct. Um, so I, I I you know I've been doing some research on on Prop Ten. I still don't know exactly where I stand on it. I I, I think making sure that. Uh, you know, I, again, I think listening to members of our community, listening to our real estate um, and see what do they see? What what do they want to see for our community and the future and the direction of it? Mm-hmm. When you look at the quality of life in Napa, though, over the past 15 years, 20 years, your experience here, do you think the quality of life has improved? In some ways. As a 27-year-old, I would say it has. Uh, once you turn 21, you got the wineries. Now you got this beautiful downtown that, uh, you know, people can go out and, uh, you know, after a, a rough week. Um, but we, <laughs> yes, so so it has improved, I think, overall. But when I continue talking to people, when I continue knocking on doors, uh, for someone that will be starting up a family here in the near future, it's there's nothing to do Ricky for my family for my kids that are growing up here um so I think we need to be doing and yes we've got parks we've got nice open space Westwood Austin Park in our city um but I think we need to be doing more what do we need to be doing I I think again engaging the lodging industry I think we go towards the vintners um for a lot of our issues I think they they fund a lot of agencies a lot of uh they do a lot of community support. I think we need to, yes, continue establishing that relationship, but we need to continue engaging the lodging industry to to see and find ways and solutions uh, to better our parks. I think it's a responsibility of um, also, I would say, the employers to make sure that their employees uh, can live and can not just necessarily have fun, but can, can overall have a good quality of life, uh, making sure that we have open space, making sure that we have parks for our, our children. I think that th- those, are, those are all key. Mm-hmm. Um, our seniors, it's a big growing uh, population in, in our city and in our county. So it's the fastest growing the fa- part of the population. Exactly. So we need to make sure that, that we address this as a city. I think as a city, uh, we, we have some housing stock um, for the city of Napa and American Canyon just opened up their first uh, senior veteran um, housing complex. So I think for seniors, we need to make sure that we take care of them. I mean, they've worked so much. Uh, in, they've paid their taxes. We need to make sure how that we take care of them. Uh, I, I think a great opportunity to do that is to start offering such things like some sort of social services. I have talked to some city council members. They say, Ricky, you know, uh, we've never really done social services. Um, not necessarily that we have to do them, but we could provide funding uh, to, to programs that can support not only our seniors, but our youth, our education uh, into our schools, uh, whether it be LGBTQ issues, whether it be um, growth and, and development, but also just our, our, our seniors. I think you know, to some seniors that I've talked to, they say, Ricky, you know, in our community, there, yes, there's that senior center. It's going to be getting a facelift. Uh, but when I go in there, there's not much for me to do. Uh, and it, let's, let's, let's be critical as well. I mean, 
we got some seniors that are losing their uh, driver's license because they can't drive. So I think we need to start going to our seniors. Uh, we need to start providing some sort of in-home in care service, uh, not as a city, but again, I think we have the opportunity to work with organizations uh, and partner up with organizations, the county, to make sure that we provide this. How do you see working with the county in that regard? I mean, it has traditionally been the county's responsibility in, with, with respect to health and human services. Correct. And, and yeah, again, they keep on bringing this up. But when I worked uh, with Up Valley Family Centers up in St. Lena, Calistoga, mm-hmm. um, both cities did a wonderful job in supporting uh, and funding um, programs that helped the seniors, that helped uh, economic mobility uh, for the families um, that helped youth services. Um, so they provided the, this funding. Why can't we? I've talked to various people in our community organizations, and the city's not doing this. So I think it is our responsibility as a city, not just the county. Yes, a lot of the those county uh, uh, um, services are within city or close to the city, uh, right by the DMV, but I think we need to be doing more. Yes, it's great that we're looking into um, development, into traffic and roads, uh, into all those issues, but let us not forget who we're serving. It's the people. In that regard, talking about services for people, all kinds of services, one of the things that, of course, has been an issue in this campaign, as you well know, are services provided by the city from uh, a new city hall, perhaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are you viewing the way that whole issue is evolving? Yeah, you know, the, 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 the new and not just city hall, but they're calling it the civic center, right? Civic center complex. Uh, and it, it's completely evolved with, with, with in the last few years. Um, you know, first started off as a 50, 50 million, five zero million project uh, to construct a city hall. Then they've added, uh, you know, we're going to redo and take down the old police department. We're going to redo the fire department. Uh, We're going to now include where the current city hall is at, a hotel, some retail, um, and maybe even some housing as well. Um, So I think right now, I mean, we're looking at about close to $120 million for the cost of this. And that's probably in the lows because we have the fires. Let us not forget, we had fires that happened in our community that devastated our community and our surrounding areas. Uh, and that has driven costs up. So this will probably be more than a hundred to a million, twenty million dollars. Now, I generally like the idea, Jeff, that we can uh, that we can consolidate our city services into, say, a building uh, complex, quote unquote. However, what what I think is is crucial, important, and hasn't been addressed is the fact that we're not really engaging members of our community or the workforce of the city. Um, it, people don't know that this is happening. I keep on knocking on doors, and I bring this up every once in a while. I say, hey, do you know that there might be a new civic center uh, complex here here in our community? No. Start telling them about the cost. Oh, really? You know, when we look at Long Beach, uh, they had a civic center uh, complex. Um, And yes, two different cities, way different. But they had over 100 public hearings uh, in this matter. The city of Napa has not. 
I think it is our responsibility, again, to be engaging all members of our community, not just during city council agendas at times um, when people don't know, but really reaching out uh, to the workforce, to the uh, Police Officer Association. What do, you, what do you see that accomplishing? I mean, yes, there needs to be transparency. Mm-hmm. Yes, there needs to be more outreach to the public to understand what's, what's at stake here and what's going on. But is there a point that there's too much information, that, that nobody starts showing up at these meetings except five or six people that care? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we could try. I think we should try. Uh, it, it is That's how government should work, I believe, is engaging members of our community. Uh, I think we would be doing a disservice if we don't bring them to the table. Uh, so it, I, I just really do believe that we need to pause, we need to reflect, we need to see uh, instead of continuing to push forward with this project. So that's what I'm proposing. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, if elected to city council, I'll make sure that I do whatever I can to engage all members of our community. Again, it, I think public input is beneficial. Uh, again, that's how government should work. So it is. It <laughs> is it the particular project that you're concerned about or the idea of doing a new city hall or new police department at all? Uh, can you repeat that question again, Jeff? Is it the particular project as it has evolved mm-hmm. right now to this $120 million plus dollar project that, that you're concerned about, or is it the idea of a new city hall, a new police department, new fire department, period? Yeah, I, I think it's the project itself, how it has evolved. When will it stop? Are we going to continue adding more uh, <laughs> to try to make our community happy, but then again, not really engaging our community? Uh, it, it's, I think, the process that has led to where we're at now that I'm not happy about. Uh, and I think that a lot of members of our Napa aren't happy about it either. And do you fault the current city council for that? No, I, I wouldn't fault current city council. I think, uh, you know, they have a lot of responsibilities. They have a lot in their mind. Uh, but I definitely do believe that we should be doing more to connect with all members of our community and mm-hmm. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. You mentioned before you were talking about mentors and the importance of mentors. Who have been some of yours? Yes, uh, some of mine. I mean, I think in high school it was. We had we had this program. I think it was provided by the college, uh, and it's called Talent Search. Uh, Talent Search was really to help first generation students to to get to college to to get a higher degree. You know, Jeff, I never really thought, never really envisioned that I would be going off to 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 get higher education or nonetheless to be at this position where I'm at. Again, not for name recognition, uh, but to serve our community. It is such programs, such groups like those that motivate our youth, uh, that that inspire them, that help them to do more. Um, and. It's been, you know, I'll, I'll mention these names. It's been people like Jose Hernandez. Again, he was a person here at the college, mm-hmm. uh, led the STEM program, uh, and since high school, Hector Brambilla, uh, part of the college as well. He was at times supporting and working with with Talent Search. I mean, I could keep on going, but I think it's been people also like Maria Cisneros, Annie Petrie, who's current the current principal mm-hmm. at Napa High School. Um, when I first came into Napa High School, freshman year, Annie Petrie said, Ricky, just by looking at me, she said, you're going to be the ASB president once 
you know, you, 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 you're done or getting close to done school that ended up happening, you know, but it's, it's, I think those networks, uh, that community, I still, you know, sometimes we, we talk about that, you know, members of our community are leaving, but I think, and that we're losing our identity as a community in Napa, maybe, but as I go door to door, we have people still taking care of one another. That is the Napa that I know. That is the Napa that I grew up in. That's the Napa that I want for tomorrow that takes care of one another in times not just of crisis, of earthquakes, of disasters, of fires, but also during the regular times uh, that are happening. So that's what I would love to see in our community to continue establish, fostering uh, that Napa that many of us know. How tough do you think that is to do in an environment like the one we're in now, where essentially it is a visitor-based, tourist-based economy, and that we face some of the same problems other successful destinations face, places like Aspen mm-hmm. and, and the Hamptons Correct. and other places that, that face very similar issues? Correct. And I, I, I think, you know, just with the Civic Center alone, if we're not engaging members of our community, we're doing a disservice. I think we should be doing more as a local government to to let people know what's happening, uh, not just Civic Center, but other issues as well. Uh, I think it could be accomplished, Jeff. I mean, City of Aspen has done some great initiatives to make sure that they retain uh, people who can work there. It, we need to make sure that we have skilled people uh, that can work a lot of these jobs. We keep on, yes, there's this, uh, you know, growing lodging industry, but there's, uh, you know, we have the wine industry as well. They're facing a labor shortage right now. I mean, within the last five years, my dad, is, uh, he, ever since he came to Napa at the age of 17, he's been working in the fields. These last few years, he says, Ricky, and, and, and there's been, I mean, I see it. There's been buses, literally, especially during the harvest season, that from people that come out of Stockton, uh, Central Valley area, because they get one paid more here, they can't afford to live here. Uh, but these people, companies are hauling people in to to do our work because we can't, uh, because people can't afford to live here. So I think uh, looking at uh, ways that, yes, not just City of Aspen, but other communities. We don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel. I think there's other tourist destinations that are dealing with similar things like we are. Uh, And we need to look at those models. We need to look at those opportunities that can maybe work for us. Talk a little bit about looking at the region as well. I mean, the whole Bay Area is facing a housing crisis that that is not dissimilar from what we face here in Napa. The reasons may be different or slightly different from city to city, but it is really, it's a regional problem as much as it is a local problem. I agree. I mean, not just the housing, but the traffic issue as well. Uh, I mean, for just this, even the city of Napa, uh, we have less than 50% of our lights that are interconnected in our community. Uh, interconnected lights helps reduce greenhouse emissions. It helps uh, less be in less time on the roads. Um, you know, these are some of the things, I think, that we, we have an opportunity to fix, not just in the city of Napa, but working with other municipalities like American Canyon, like other counties like Solano, uh, Sonoma, um, to make sure that we're addressing these issues. And I think we could do it. We, I mean, we, 
we have our state senators and our state assembly woman uh, who we could work with to make sure that we get the message across to Caltrans as well. I'm talking with regards to 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 traffic, mm-hmm. uh, but housing itself. Yeah, I mean, the, there's a recent study uh, from the Bay Area. I mean, a lot of people that work that consider themselves middle in, middle part of the middle class are really quote unquote part of the. You know, I wouldn't say lower class, but uh, that lower tier, right? It, it's, you know, it's happening throughout California. I mean, majority of California cities have a F or D grade in terms of uh, having affordability, homes that are affordable. Uh, the city of Napa, Napa County as a whole, we're restricted as well. I mean, we've got the Ag Preserve, which does some good stuff for us, but at the same time, it limits us. Uh, we have the rural urban development uh, uh, for 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 the city of Napa, uh, and so you know, I think we need to start looking at ways, uh, depending in the areas in our community, that we could start doing more high density building. I'm not talking about skyscrapers because people have brought that up to me. And I right. want to make sure that I get that across. You know, what are your thoughts on skyscrapers? No, I really, it's just, it's not part of our community. It's not part of who we are. It's not part of who we've been. I don't think it's part of who we want to be. Uh, I, we're talking about two, three stories uh, high, I mean, condos, apartment complex uh, that people can afford, not just, again, for the low income, but we want to make sure that we support our working uh, class families as well. What would you like Napa to look like 10 years from now? Well, I think this this why I'm running. It's because I want to make sure that I'm part of that voice, that we have that voice. Uh, it's, it's the general plan. We're going to be setting the course for the next 20 years. How do we want Napa to look like? Do we want it to just be all uh, tourist destination? What's your um, vision? <laughs> you know, I really... I really do believe that we should, as we continue to grow, as we continue to grow uh, as a city, as a county, um, and I mean, it's wor- world renowned known uh, as a wine des- or destination, I would like to see us not lose sight of the community who we're serving as well. Uh, I believe I could bring that to the table. I think we need strong leadership i think we need the political will to act in some cases and make sure that our residents voice and our future generations voice is heard uh that's what i want to see for our community and that's what i want to see for our community to not lose sight of of who we've been and who we are uh i think it's 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 crucial to not lose that sense of napa uh we don't want to just be I think we we don't want to just be sustainable on the tourist industry. Yes, it, it's great. And again, I, I do my job to ensure that I educate people about this when I'm walking around the neighborhoods. But we need to make sure that we bring in other job sectors as well, that we incentivize other jobs uh, to, to come to the city of Napa, to our Napa County in general, uh, such as tech, um, where... Uh, not only millennials, but our future generations can can prosper and can can find work and can can live here. Uh, so that's that's what I foresee. That's what I want to see. Our community is again making sure that we don't lose sight of who we are uh, for at times the money. 
Ricky Hurtado, I thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much, Jeff. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com.